Our scripture comes from Galatians chapter 5, from the book of James chapter 1, and then chapter 2. Uh, the page numbers listed in your bulletin there. And we're continuing our walk through the fruit of the Spirit. Goodness is our virtue tonight. We'll finish it up. Agatha soon, as you see in the bulletin. And a good work consists, as you can see in the bulletin, a right standard, a right motive, and a right aim. And the scripture references are there at the bottom to help you should you want to go back and, uh, and uh, fact-check my sermon. So, very good. Okay, so hopefully you found the scripture verses. Would you please then stand and let us read... These scripture verses. Now, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. I, I suppose that we've memorized those, haven't we, Andy? So far. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is what? No law. It's not illegal to do those things. You won't get arrested, okay? And those aren't your virtues. Those are whose virtues? God's virtues that he gives to us. And then from the book of James, if only we had a Sunday school class on the book of James. (laughs) Verses uh, 22 through 25 of chapter 1, and then we'll look at chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. Chapter 1, verse 22. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and does not uh, be a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away, and at once forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, freedom, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. The ESV. (laughs) James chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or a sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham, our father, justified by works? When he offered up his son Isaac on the altar, you see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled. It says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Uh Uh-oh. 
And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. The grass withers, the flowers fail, the word of our Lord endures forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word, which is a lamp unto our feet, a light for our path, and errant, infallible, authoritative, and true. We pray now that you would be the preacher and the teacher. Speak through your humble servant unto your humble servants. Open our eyes, our hearts, our minds, our entire persons under the message you would have us to hear, understand, and apply. Father, we pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Now please be seated. (laughs) Well, wow. Whoa, James chapter 2. That's a mouthful. What makes a good work a good work? Three things. The right standard, the right motive, and the right aim. First, the right standard. A good work is a good work if it's commanded by God. If it's in in accordance with His will and His Word, the Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. All Scripture, all Scripture, even the book of Leviticus, (laughs) is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, teaches us that the Holy Scripture is vital so that the man or woman, boy or girl of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The good servant is the obedient servant. The unbeliever can fulfill this aspect of a good work. I mean, the unbeliever can read the Scripture and do what it says. The unbeliever can feed the poor. But the Lord looks not only at the action, the right standard, but also looks at the motive and the aim. The second component to a good work is it must be done with the right motive. From a heart constrained by Christ's love, out of a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving to God's mercies, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. In view of God's mercies, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. In view of God's mercies, offer your bodies to do good works. This is one reason the unbeliever truly cannot do a good work. Because the unbeliever doesn't love Christ. The unbeliever doesn't have a view of God's mercies. The unbeliever doesn't do good works from a heart constrained by Christ's love. Romans chapter 14, verse 23. Everything that does not come from faith is sin. The unbeliever doesn't have faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. The unbeliever doesn't love Christ. And so we'll always fail in the second test of the right motive. So whereas no unbeliever has the correct motive, even some believers fail at this point. For some believers' motives sometimes are untrue, are not done 
in and by faith, but are done in and by themselves. And finally, not only do you need the right standard, not only do you need the right motive, but you need the right aim for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31 Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, you do it all for the glory of God. It's the cry of the Protestant Reformation. Soli Deo Gloria. Soli for the glory of God. But humanism puts man on the throne. Humanism puts self on the throne and takes Christ off. The cry of humanism is for the glory of man. Let me ask you, when others see your good works, do they see Christ? What makes your good work different from the Jew, the Buddhist, the Muslim? Matthew 5, verse 16 says, Let your good deeds shine before men. Why? So that they may praise your Father who is in heaven. Some of us, while not pointing to ourselves in doing good works, do not point to the source of those good works. That is our Lord. And not pointing to the source of those good works, Christ, A lack of giving God the glory is just as wrong as giving it to ourselves. Brothers and sisters, do not be ashamed to give God the glory, to give your Savior the glory, to give the real reason for your good works. I'm doing this good work for you because God loves you, because Christ loves you. The question arises, are good works necessary to salvation? I like how Dr. James Kennedy answered this question. I had lunch with D.J. Kennedy, as a matter of fact. He was closer to me than I'm to you right now, Tim. He said, Filio, what type of name is that? I knew where he was going. I knew he was trying to get to Filio. But I told him, it's French. Bonjour, ça va. Je m'appelle Shannon. (laughs) But D.J. Kennedy answered, Are good works necessary to salvation? Yes, they are. They are the necessary consequences of our salvation. You could have no more faith without good works than you could have lightning without thunder or fire without heat. If we have a saving faith, we will inevitably have good works, writes D.J. Kennedy. But do our good works justify us? No. Nothing in my hands I bring. I don't bring my good works in my hands. Simply to thy cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress. I don't clothe myself in my good works. Helpless look to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly. Wash me, Savior, lest I die. Rock of ages. My good works won't get me into heaven. Your good works won't get you into heaven. Only Christ's mercy, love, and blood. Only if you wash me, Savior, do I have any hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. My hope is not built on my good works. Not one of them. I'm putting all my chips on Jesus Christ. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. I dare not trust the sweetest good work from my hands. 
but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. The solid rock. If I'm placing my faith and trust on my good works, when I get to heaven's gates, then I'm standing on sinking ground. On quicksand. But what about when James says, you see, that a person is justified by his works and not by faith alone? James chapter 2 verse 24. A person is justified by his works and not by faith alone. This seemingly contradiction with Paul's, we are saved by grace through faith and not by works, lest anyone should boast, can be answered thusly. When James uses the word justify in James chapter 2, verse 24, correct me, Andy, since you taught this class <laughs> in Sunday school, James uses it in the more general sense of being vindicated or proved right or declared, if you will, in regards to claims made on one's behalf. When in James chapter 2, verse 21, James says that Abraham was justified by what he did, offering his son Isaac, James only means that Abraham was shown to be a true believer. You see, in James chapter 2, verse 23, James quotes from Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, that Abraham believed God and that faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. And of course, we know that Abraham's faith, act of faith, occurred well before his offering his son Isaac. Faith came before the work. There's no contradiction that exists between Paul and James. James is merely pointing out that a faith without deeds, a faith without works, is a dead faith. The same point that Jesus Christ makes in Matthew 25 when he says, When I was hungry, you gave me nothing to eat. Now Martin Luther, who was a Protestant reformer of the 1500s, is that correct? has written, who also called the book of James an epistle of straw, did he not, John? Martin Luther writes, Faith is a lively thing, mighty and working, valiant and strong, ever doing, ever fruitful, so it is impossible that he or she who is endued therewith should not work always good works without ceasing. For such is his or her nature. People talk about being saved by faith plus good works. This is not true. Good works are necessary consequences of our salvation. They are not necessary to be saved. They are the necessary result of our salvation and the evidence that we truly have faith. So I ask you, brethren, do you have a faith full of good works? that glorify the Lord and not yourself? Or is it dead? In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, we read, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Why? To do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. 
Are we a people who pray, Lord, show me the good work that you have already prepared in advance for me to do? Some will say, well, I'm, since I'm justified by faith and not by my works, I'll just not do them. Well, the foolishness of such a statement is obvious. First, God commands us to do good works. Secondly, God gives us a desire to do them. The book of Titus, your book. Titus chapter 2, verse 14. God makes us eager to do good works. Would you say that you're eager to do good works? If God makes you eager, if you are not eager to do good works, then you have to ask the question, why not? Before praying for God to show you what good to do, perhaps you need to be praying, God, grant me the desire to do a good work. Because I've become apathetic, Lord. I've become tired. I've become lazy, God. Restore unto me the desire, Lord, to do good works. Then thirdly, some of us just need to become unbusy with this world, with the affairs of this world. We were created in Christ Jesus to do good works, not to watch another rerun of Wheel of Fortune (laughs) or Sean Hannity. The person who says, I'll not do good works, after all, it doesn't matter, I'm not saved by my my works, hasn't truly grasped fully the love of or for Christ I remember when I was a young boy, my father would say, I'll give you $5 to mow the grass, to wash the car, and to take out the trash. And sometimes it would take me a week or longer. Well, not to take the trash out. (laughs) They were chores. It was work. I was lazy. But if my parents left and went out of town for a couple of days, I would mow the grass eagerly. Cheerfully even, dancing and singing as I went along, edging, weed-eating, sweeping, washing, vacuuming, taking the trash out, out of love for my parents. Not to see any green dollar bills flow into my pocket when they returned home, but only to see the smiles on their faces and to hear their joyous praise. When you are truly born again, you cannot help but want to do good works. Not out of, out of any expectation or reward or benefit that you will receive, but only to please your Heavenly Father, to see His glorious smile on His face, and to hear His wonderful words of joyous praise. Well done, good and faithful servant. Job well done. Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. Brothers and sisters, goodness is asking, what may I do? And then doing it. It's kindness in action. Actually, as Martin Luther writes, goodness does not wait till the question should be asked, but before the question is asked, it has done them and is constantly engaged in doing good works. I want to encourage you, brethren, tonight to be a people of good works before the question is asked. If the Scripture places so much emphasis on good works, then shouldn't we? Again, if we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. 
Francis of Assisi was an Italian preacher and theologian in the early 1200s. And he wrote a great prayer entitled The Prayer of Francis of Assisi. And he writes, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Or in other words, Lord, make me an instrument of good works that honor you, that glorify you, that point to you. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, let me sow light. Where there is sadness, let me sow joy. Grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. Doesn't the Bible say it's more blessed to give than to receive? To do good works than to have a good work done to you? It is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Dying to self. When we die to self and trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we find eternal life. Have you? Have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your King, as your Savior, as your Redeemer. If not, please speak with me. I beg you. But at the beginning of this new year, 2022, if you've already placed your faith and trust in Christ as Lord and Savior, maybe it's time, after so many years, to have a renewal of marriage vows (laughs) with the Lord. A good work must have the right standard, God's Word. A good work must have have the right motive, love for Christ. And a good work must have the right aim for the glory of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Romans 12, verse 21, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Galatians 6, 9 through 10. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to other believers. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16. Do not forget to do good, to do good works. Do not forget and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. 1 Timothy 6, 18. Do good. Do good. Be rich in good deeds. 1 Timothy 6, 18. I like that verse. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds to good works. Let's get busy, brothers and sisters, for the glory of God. Let's seek winning over with our good works. Let us pray.
Oh Lord, we thank you for the good work that you have shown to us, the salvation of our souls, as we read from 1 Peter chapter 1. Help us, Lord, to obey your word, to do good works out of hearts of gratitude and thanksgiving, constrained by the love for Christ, and help us in all that we think, say, or do, to do so for your honor and for your glory and not even a moment for ourselves. Help us, Lord, to cultivate this virtue of goodness, your virtue, in the garden of our souls. We pray, Father, in the power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen.